Mix. It's Wednesday, September 28th, 2022. Coming up on the program today, new music by and for animal fuckers. Plus, eating old rotting tuna sludge, a good old-fashioned poop-smearing feud, and losing a sale because of an N-word slip. All this for sure voicemails today. for the Wednesday episode of DV. Got a great one for you at the top of the program. You heard a Jonathan Nyhouse song I don't think we've ever featured before. This song was Doggy Sex Rave, and it was, as you heard, very graphic. The thing about Jonathan Nyhouse, all right, he wants to have sex with dogs. He's not the first zoophile we've featured on DV. But he wants to get, like, real gross with the dogs. He doesn't just want to, like, fuck the dog or have the dog mount him. He spends a lot of time talking, or in this case, singing about giving dogs rim jobs. Sticking his tongue in dog asshole. That's something I don't really hear a lot about from bestiality enthusiasts. You know, the thing about giving um, a human a rim job is that uh, they're aware themselves of um, that area and they take steps to make sure it's as clean as possible before someone gets down there and tongue fucks their shit box dogs let's be honest never have a clean asshole ever they're not aware of the concept of rim jobs it's not something that really happens in the wild so if you're gonna perform analingus on a dog there's gonna be some uh, some tastes some flavors that many would consider unsavory. I just think about, like, looking at my dogs taking a shit 
Not only do they uh, poop out turds, but at the very end, there's usually like a little clear coat that goes on top. Like a coat of wax on the turd. You know what I'm talking about? Well, whatever the hell that is, that's going inside your mouth. You're going to taste that when you tongue fuck a dog. Now, uh, Jonathan Nyhouse has done his best to get uh, all of these songs, uh, you know, these zoophile anthems off the internet. He's come to his senses. Or should I say, he's realized how very illegal the act of fucking dogs is. So he now just kind of considers himself a furry. Occasionally he does live streams. Tim Henson, hey. (laughs) Nice to see you, bud. Nice to see you, Tim. I do occasionally pop into those live streams. It's utterly boring. Always hoping he'll get on a rant about how sexy dogs are, but alas... It's usually just about upcoming fur cons and shit like that. Well, I think it's time we replace Jonathan Nyhouse with some new active zoophiles. A while back here on DV, we talked about a a podcast by and for bestiality lovers called Zooier Than Thou. To be completely honest, I have not been following this podcast very closely since we talked about it. Thankfully, DV listener Ziggo has. Ziggo really is doing God's work here, sifting through episode after episode of bestiality talk. Zooier Than Thou often features, uh, you know, skits and music. It's a real dog fucking variety hour. What's funny is that some of this music, I mean, they take themselves very seriously. Take a listen to this first track entitled Dear Non-Zoos. Up next, we have the debut single from Zood, appropriately titled Zoos, right here on WZOO. What's funny is that Ashtabula, Ohio, my hometown, was actually home to the real WZOO-FM. It was called 102 Zoo, and its mascot was a very fuckable tiger. Some of your friends are zoos on the low. Wait for them to ask you who you know. Please don't make any sudden moves. You don't know how we've been abused. Zoophiles really positioning themselves as the victims here. You don't know what we've been through, man. I will say two things uh, about this already. One, objectively, this is better music than anything Jonathan Nyhouse has ever produced. That being said, I prefer his music because, you know, it's all about sex. Society. <laughs> I love when people sing in that like affected way. I just imagine the zoophile sitting in his bedroom recording this song. His parents are like kind of hearing what's going on through the walls. What happened? We raised him the best we could. Why did he turn out like this? We don't deal with outsiders very well. They say that Annie's have a certain smell. Yeah, trust issues, not to mention. All right, you guys stink and you have trust issues. Got it. Noted. 
Here's another song. This really shows you how uh, seriously they take themselves. There once was a self-righteous, self-centered prick who believed to be zoo was to think with your dick. Easy prey, thought the boy as he... I'm sorry. The whole thing about zoophile is that you uh, are attracted to animals. So, yeah, a lot of it has to do with uh, sex. Aimed at this street rap, then he got his shit. Stop trying to make it a lifestyle. Get kicked, no impact, just smash flat. Oh, you're out on the fringe. The toddlers on Twitter are asking what's making you cringe. A veterinarian, veteran, no. Okay, okay, okay. Let me fast forward because uh, in the middle, there's uh, a second rapper. It's content that you lament is inevitable. Heavens no. Besides that, you're petty, unless you forget how you fucked up. You think of crude aesthetics and lack of ethics. It's far with our part in sediments. That's hogwash. You'd be like, I don't know how to end this beef. We join with other animals in joy and grief. You couldn't read a paper against your naive negation before you're quitting the core of its discipline. Okay. Uh, uh. Try to pretend you're friendly and open, but then you flopped and floundered. When you're floundered, Reggie overtook you and drove away. I hate that gentleman rap voice he's using. Every zoo you had encountered, old timey. You've been trying to live up to principles. Your whole objections. Okay, okay. The whole thing is super annoying. The last song is at least uh, a little cooler, at least at the top. You might be white and nerdy, but at least we fuck bitches. So let's do yeah. this, doggy deep. Toggle rat. Uh, uh, oh yeah, toggle. That's one of the. That's one of the hosts. It's a rat. Wait, hold on. Hold Zuya, on. then thou. Don't say my name though. Putting the best back in bestiality. I don't want anyone to know I'm a zoo. <laughs> you think it's quaint to feign offense and paint me as a villain, but your complaints ain't made me faint yet. Your threats unfulfilling. If you're willing to listen, I'll christen you with new insights. Huh. The light of love it hides above the depths of your gut. I'm sorry, I have no interest in learning anything about your lifestyle. If you would like to hear the full songs, check out the Zooier Than Thou podcast, or better yet, save yourself some time and aggravation. And let's be honest, douche chills and just uh, check out the DV Discord where Ziggo has posted a few of these songs. As we've learned time and time again, you can't fuck with the original. Jonathan Nyhouse is the OG. He's got his own style, right? You know, you hear Jonathan Nyhouse music and you instantly know it's him. But that is... That's totally Nyehouse right there. This, by the way, is um, a title called The Instructional Guide to Having Sex with Huskies. Again, I don't think we've ever played this one. I like it because it's, uh, you know, like a Jonathan Nyehouse song, but it also teaches you something. So you thought about having sex with huskies. There are a few guidelines that you need to know. Make sure that a dog is a husky and make sure that it's black, white, male, and seven years old. The most important thing that it needs to be not neuter so you can mate anytime you like. Just try to have some KY with that mate. Hmm. And that's all I'm gonna say for now. Oops. I like how it's just sort of like a one take song. He includes the mistakes and all. Oops. For some reason, it's very important you only fuck a husky. It's got to be seven years old. Otherwise, it's weird. But he's some sort of pervert. And of course, uh, you got to remember the KY. Let me fast forward to the next verse here. I'm kind of concerned because, you know, we, we got the dog. We got the lube in hand. What happens next is probably going to be rather graphic. The next thing is that you need to find a room. Any room oh. will do. As long as it's romantic Now that you found a room that your husky would like Now it's time for some good sex with your dog Rub the dog's anus 
in a circular motion with your two fingers of your own hand. If he's okay with it and wants it badly, just do what you want and don't get into trouble. I feel like Jonathan has been caught at least a few times by his parents. They don't know what to do with him. This is more than just a fantasy for Jonathan. He has acted on it. Uh, As we've learned in the past, he did have dogs, huskies, and he's very specific about how to get uh, started with the whole thing, like using two fingers, rubbing the husky's asshole in a circular motion. Yeah, he's done this before. I'm kind of glad that I don't know what he's saying here. I heard husky's asshole. That's enough. Well, there you go. Some Jonathan Nyhouse in Zooier Than Thou for your Wednesday. Let's move on. Equally as disgusting as bestiality, in my opinionation, uh, is the uh, practice of eating high meat. This is something we learned about a few years ago. And uh, high meat is basically uh, raw meat that is (laughs) just left out. High meat is synonymous with rotting meat. Typically, you just put meat in a jar and you wait 30 days, 60 days. Some people have waited a year before eating the meat. It it tends to turn into like a white pasty sludge, which is also how I describe my body type. Very similar, both very rancid. But that's pretty much what it is. And it uh, a lot of people describe the taste as spicy. As the meat gets older and deteriorates into a liquid, (laughs) it gets spicy. Every time we have featured someone eating high meat, it's always the same thing. They go on and on about how good for you it is, how it actually tastes good. I actually enjoy the taste of high meat. I don't know what's wrong with these people. You got to get over the mental aspect of eating high meat. Oh, they talk a big game before they actually have to shove the fucking spoon down their gullet. Then it's a whole other story. Today, thanks to Haley's Comet, we've got a man who is uh, making some tuna-based high meat. Yes, rotting fish. This guy will be in the intensive care unit by the end of the week. Cutting the tuna up into little bite-sized pieces so I don't have to worry about it when I take it out of the jar all stinky and gross. If you don't want to eat something that's stinky and gross, don't eat fish and don't eat rotting fish. He says he is uh, cutting up the fresh tuna for fermentation. It's all part of the high meat process. It's summertime down here in Houston, and I left this tuna sitting outside the entire time I was fermenting it. Let's watch and see how amazingly it changes. Yeah, so he buries... He buries the tuna meat in a jar uh, into the ground, and then every couple of days he checks on it. It's uh, day six, and it's already turned white. Again, he digs it up to take a look at it and see how it's going, and uh, people comment on it, specifically one aspect of the meat. At one point, I was airing this jar out on my patio, and my neighbor came outside to smoke a cigarette, and I heard him proclaim... Oh, God, what does that smell? Some die out here? So I announced to him, that's my meat. I'm going to eat that crap. He then uh, he, he digs it back up on uh, day 11. Here I am walking the dogs. Got my, my stinky rotten tuna meat. 
I gotta air it out, but living in apartments, it's kind of difficult uh, <laughs> to uh, air out your meat sometimes without offending all your neighbors and pissing everybody off. So go for a little dog walk, get out in the parking lot, and uh, I mean the shit this guy has to go through just to make his high meat. I don't like what is the purpose of this again? These idiots actually believe that uh, there's some health benefits to eating rotting meat. I'm going to just fast forward to the big reveal. The reveal and, of course, the taste test. He has opened his jar of uh, meat. Better hurry. The flies are starting to come. It looks like clam chowder at this point. Sludge down there. Yeah, and the jar, like the top of the jar is all crusty, yellow and brown. Oh, that's just... That stuff to the top is uh, just some schmeg that chipped off the uh, top bet, of the jar. So. I bet you it does taste like smegma. Smeg on the top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all, right, all right, let's get to the taste test. Come on. He talked a big game. He was very proud about the smell of this stuff and telling his neighbor he was going to uh, eat this meat. He uh, grabs a spoonful of the stuff and smells it. I happen to like the smell. Uh-huh, yeah, again. Everybody else runs in terror. Yeah, every again, he talks a big game. I love the smell of this. It's going to be delicious. This is, uh, I've never had high meat come out this well. Oh. And it's a little uh, unnerving to try for your first time, so I know it's already going to be spicy as hell. Again, spicy. All right, down the hatch it goes. And it is in his mouth. Mmm. Mmm. Good. Boy, does his facial expression change <laughs> the second the second that shit hits the roof of his mouth. There it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, spicy. <sighs> Stop, it doesn't taste bad, guys. It's just spicy. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> I don't know how Sparage, I don't know how Sparage does it. Uh, uh, mm. Tasty, huh? <laughs> uh, uh, mm. Uh, mm. High meat is delicious. Mm. That, that does not sound convincing, does it? Mm. I'm not the only one that thinks so. Oh, no, there are a bunch of fucking psychopaths on the internet. I'll give him credit. He didn't vomit. Maybe. It might be coming. He's taking little bites and, like, uh, licking the fork. That's enough to make him sort of gag. Not as spicy as I was expecting it. I've tasted spicier, but this is definitely the most rotten I've ever had. <laughs> That's what you wanted to meet. Now, for the test, let's see how it does me. I'm just like swarming with flies now. There's like flies all over the place. Oh my god, this is so fucking vile. I am done with high meat today. Uh, I've got a few more very short clips, uh, some rapid fire ones I thought you might enjoy. First up, a door-to-door -door salesman makes a, uh, a, a terrible gaffe that I fear he won't be able to recover from. 
There's uh, absolutely no way you're going to make the sale when you call the person you're talking to the N-word. No one wants to give you money for whatever the hell you're selling after you utter that word. Let's take a listen to how this all played out. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing? Hey, sorry to bother you. I'm Fernando. I work at Peak Energy. We're a few doors down. We're in 1845. Okay. So we do solar around here. We're just coming around. Oh, solar panels. That could be appealing, right? Energy costs are soaring. Be nice if you could cut your bill down a bit. Let's see how the pitch goes. Hey, sorry to bother you. I'm Fernando. I work at Peak Energy. We're a few doors down. We're in 1845. Okay. So we do solar around here. We're just coming around talking to niggers. Uh, Sorry, dude. Neighbors. I apologize. I feel like, you know, as awful as that word is, I'm going to have to play it back. It's something about the way he says the N-word. Yeah, he obviously wasn't. He he didn't mean to say it. He's trying to make a sale. He's not going to call a black person the N-word when he wants the black person to spend money. But still, the way it slips out, right? You know, the way he says it. He's just, he's comfortable using that word. He says it a lot. That's why it slipped out. Just coming around talking to niggers. You see, it's the first part of that word that's the real problem for me. We're just talking to niggers. Like, um, that's not even close to nape. Nay. Neighbor. Nay. Or nay. 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 And then, to top it all off, he gets the whole fucking word out. It's not like he stopped himself in the middle, like at the G. He was just like, you know what? I'm halfway there. I'm just going to take it all the way home. Just coming around talking to niggers. You could have stopped yourself in the middle is all I'm saying. The homeowner does. I don't even think he says a word to this guy. He just looks at him, turns around and walks back in his house. Sorry, dude. Neighbors. I apologize, man. I don't. He's just like, all right. No, man, that wasn't even. Nope. Nope. Door, door closed. You're done. Pitch over. And what's funny, so this is all recorded in a, on a ring doorbell, right? And you see this guy walking away. And he just sort of stops at the base of the, the steps on the porch. And he just sort of hangs his head down and relives that moment. He thinks about what has just transpired and the fact that he's probably going to have to be looking for a new job soon. He obviously can't believe what he just did. But again, that word came pretty easy to him, I feel. Finally, now, before we get into the news, I've got a clip here of, uh, of a disagreement that took place at a gas station convenience store. A woman is being checked out by the cashier, and apparently she's taking a bit too long with her credit card. The gentleman waiting behind her gets fed up, and uh, this is what happens. I'm talking to you because you seem a little... Bitch, I don't give a fuck. You should have been paid him then. You've been here all this time. The door was locked. You stupid, fat-ass bitch. Get your hair done, bitch. For what? For what? For what, bitch? I got a bankroll in my pocket, bitch. It's a pretty standard gas station altercation up to this point. We've got a big, fat woman versus a uh, extremely skinny guy. Wash your feet, bitch. Your feet back in my t-shirt, you bomb-ass bitch. Damn. You bomb-ass bitch, you fake-ass glasses. Bitch, my dog costs more than you. She is wearing sandals, and her feet look a little dirty. You fake-ass glasses. Bitch, my dog costs more than you, bitch. This screaming goes back and forth for a while. Like I said, I don't hit women. But you better stop talking shit. Bitch, you better shut up. 
He has his hand up to her face at this point, like he is going to pimp slap her. I don't know who's really at fault here, like who started this fight, but things soon turn very strange. Better shut the fuck up! Or what? So I don't know if you could understand that. Uh, The guy said, uh, you better shut the fuck up. And she replied, or what? And that's when he slaps her. The woman quickly takes control of the fight, though. She simply uses her weight as an advantage and uh, sits on his face. That's right. Now she's practically raping this guy. She has her cooch right up against his face and is like, eat it. Eat my pussy. She's quickly becoming the aggressor. I, I like her take charge mentality. He replies, your pussy stank, which is a bold move considering you're uh, incapacitated right now. She's literally sitting on you. He's sitting your pussy. Get off me. You I don't know why she's saying you let me go. She's you're, she's sitting on top of him. Let me go. You get up. Let me go. You get up. You get up. You gonna let me go? Did you hear that? Uh, uh. Listen again. He starts thrusting his hips like he's gonna fuck her. You gonna let me go? <laughs> This will-they-won't-they is driving me crazy. We've got a real Sam and Diane moment here. For those of you who are over 40, might understand that reference. They're now back up on their feet, kind of fighting. He's thrusting up against her, standing up. I like that. He likes it. You fight. I like that. Well, that noise you heard is uh, her throwing the man's phone at him and the phone hitting the floor. He doesn't like that, and that starts round two of the fight. Now you just fucked up. And he's. Now you just. No, he's got. He, she's got him in a headlock. <laughs> like it did not take long for her to take control of the situation again. Precious ain't playing around today. Eventually, this guy just leaves, but he's got to get a few parting words in there, kind of you know, save face. You gotta wash your pussy. Don't make my shirt stink. On the real. There you go. Just another night at the Circle K. Uh, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist to the fucked up news right now. <laughs> Enjoy Distorted View Daily, please consider signing up for the Sideshow. That is our member site where you gain full access to the entire archive of programs. I've been at this show since December 2004. 
That makes us what? Almost 18 years old? That's It's way too old for Galileo 2333, that's for sure. Hi, Galileo 2333. He would not be interested in Distorted View Daily. Every week I do brand new sideshow exclusive episodes of DV, typically on Tuesday and Thursday. Yesterday was a sideshow exclusive podcast, and I'll be doing another one tomorrow. It's a great time to sign up. Memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month. Even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. And remember, if you use Spotify or Apple Podcasts and you just want access to new Sideshow exclusive episodes, uh, you can now sign up right in the app. Just a tap or two, boom, you're in. You're getting all the free shows, all the exclusive shows. It's a very fast, simple way to get Sideshow access Again, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Check those out. Go to distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com for more information. Finally, uh, the last way to support us, we've got a Patreon account. Patreon.com slash distortedview. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Uh, If you pledge at least five, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. Again, thank you so much to all of my patrons. And of course, you Sideshow members, you are the reason This show continues. All right. Three very quick stories now. First up, I can't believe we're talking about this again, but taint tanning is back in the news, baby. Just in time for the end of summer, beginning of fall. For some people, sunning this area, also known as perineum sunning for at least three minutes at a time apparently creates a surge in energy equivalent to walking around in the sun all day. By the way, I hate that feeling. Like sometimes, uh, you know, I'll go outside, I'll do yard work for a couple hours and then uh, come back inside. The rest of the, the, the night, I'm just like, I feel weird. I don't know. Like, you know, if the, if the wind hits my face, I immediately get windburn. If the sun hits my face, I get sunburn. I get cold. You know, I get some sort of like w- sunny, warm chills. <laughs> does that make sense? I don't like being outside. I don't like what it does to me. I'm sure as fuck not going to tan my taint to get that feeling in three minute bursts. No, thank you. Yeah. So I guess that's the appeal, though. So if you uh, if you tan your taint, you know, if you you, uh, stare at the sun with your gooch, (laughs) uh, you get like this surge of energy that I would like. I would like to have a little more energy. Uh, You can recharge. And it feels like if you just like had a cup of coffee. That's according to, you know, people who practice this. And with the hashtag perineum sunning currently getting over 2.7 million views on TikTok, it's more than just a niche wellness trend. Okay, just because something has a hashtag doesn't mean people are actually doing this. I'm pretty sure this trend, uh, if you want to call it a trend, uh, started on Instagram. We reported on this a year or two ago. It was like some Australian guys doing this, right? Or was that butthole tanning? According to one TikTok user and regular Gooch Sunner based in New York, quote, it honestly feels really good to have the warmth of the sun shining down there. It's a feeling you can't really describe unless you experience it. It's like the sunlight fills your being from the bottom up. I see what you did there. This guy says uh, he was exposed to the joys of perineum sunning while living in India and spending hours in the sun practicing yoga. When coming back home to stay in Pennsylvania, I would go out into the sun with my yoga mat completely uh, completely naked and do my practices for two to three hours. Well, that's too much time in the sun for your taint. 
I mean, this is uh, an area of your body that rarely gets sun. You're going to burn that thing right off. It'll be charred to a crisp, man. Pace yourself, dude. Certain poses mean the entire body is exposed, such as a headstand or happy baby pose. I'm not really intentionally going out to just sun my anus. It's more about being free. See, the same people that tan their taint, tan their anus and their pussy lips and stuff. What, what about sunburn? Quote, I don't worry about sunburn because I live a lifestyle and eat foods that protect my skin from the inside out, he said. Oh, so you're just uh, completely full of shit. One of those assholes. If you put the right foods in your system, you don't have to worry about burning skin. Okay, dude, whatever. He goes on to spew some more bullshit. Some people might scoff at this, but a phrase that I like to say is, the sun burns you for your sins. The reason people get burned is because they simply don't expose themselves to the sun often enough. And they live a toxic lifestyle, that their blood is toxic and out of tune with nature. Okay, I'm done hearing from this guy. Thankfully, Vice, who uh, did a story on, uh, you know, taint tanning, talked to an actual doctor, Dr. Uh, Karen Raj. He said, uh, please don't harvest solar energy with your butthole. The perineum is an area of thin tissue between your back passage and your genitals. The reason it's called the area where your sun don't shine is because biology and evolution made sure that it was hidden away. The rays from the sun can increase risk of burning, irritation, and skin cancer. And you don't want taint cancer. Come on. Meanwhile, other idiots continue to suntan their gooch. Canadian couple James and Chelsea sun their perineum at least once a week while traveling around in their van. Well, that certainly tracks. They explain that they learned about sunning from a podcast about orgasmic enlightenment. I can't think of a podcast I want to hear less. I think I'd rather listen to that Zoophile podcast, quite frankly. They did say that it uh, heightened their sexual drive and, quote, being exposed like that together brings us closer than ever. For them, uh, 30 seconds to five minutes, which is quite the span, by the way. 30 seconds to five minutes seems to be our sweet spot. A lot of gooch sunners seem to cite the freedom they experience while sunning. They're not just doing it for the so-called energy benefits, but for how it makes them feel internally. While medical practitioners make it absolutely clear that this is definitely not something you should try, taint tanners swear by it. It also cures COVID and kills the HIV virus. What? That's how a warning gets slapped on a podcast. I guarantee if you if you go on Spotify, there's going to be a warning about COVID misinformation. Anytime I wrote COVID-19 in the show notes, uh, that would happen, by the way. Spotify doesn't recognize Distorted View as a very important, respected trusted news organization all right second story we have for you today we're going to texas baby that's my favorite part is the here we go I just want to do that, that part. Uh, today's story comes from Austin, Texas. Several people in a South Austin neighborhood said their doorbell cameras have caught the same people swiping packages from their porches. Porch pirates! Quote, we need to stop this now, especially before the holidays get started, said Gabriella, one of the neighbors. 
They're hitting in the middle of the day, the middle of the night. Same car, same people. She was already frustrated when it happened to her, but when she saw other people post videos of what looked like the same suspects in vehicle, she stepped in, hoping to thwart the operation. What did she do? She put dirty, shitty diapers on the front porch. Specifically, she put those dirty diapers in like an Amazon box. Sure enough, the same people came back and took the package, and when they discovered it was a bunch of dirty diapers, they came back and they smeared those same dirty diapers on our front door. Well, honey, you wanted to play dirty. You brought shit into this fight. You can't be that surprised when they throw it back in your face. Still, I must say, these criminals are pretty brazen. They're hitting the same neighborhood, the same houses over and over. They don't even, like, disguise themselves. They're in the same car. I mean, I understand if this happened, like, once uh, in a neighborhood, the police would be like, look, we can't do anything about this. But it's the same thing over and over. I mean, the, the authorities should step in here. Well, it didn't stop there. 30 minutes later, they came back with a giant bag of cow manure. They spread that all over our front porch. They were really pissed off about the dirty diaper thing. Uh, so they spread the cow manure on the front porch and on our cars in the driveway, Gabriella said. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. I called the police, filed a report, and now there's a detective on the case. She said the people seen stealing the packages are driving around in a black Chevy Suburban with no plates. The Austin Police Department said it's an active case in the manure smearing portion could hit the point of criminal mischief. Now it's a real crime. I mean, you know, it's like a hundred dollar fine probably, but still now we can nail those assholes. About a mile away from Gabriella, Brittany Walker confronted package thieves outside of her home in a different way. I tried to pull on their emotions or something, Walker said. I just ran out and said, I have a baby. And then they looked at me and just laughed. It was a really upsetting moment. Those thieves are um, not a fan of children. I can respect that. Austin police said porch pirate victims are well within their rights to confront suspects, but it's safest to call 911 to report the incident if it's in progress. Being a porch pirate in Texas, of all states, is a dangerous profession of sorts. Because back in 2019, Texas passed new laws aimed to deter porch pirates, making certain cases felonies and punishable by death. Lethal injection. Wouldn't surprise me it is Texas after all, right? Actually, according to a 2021 article in the Houston Law Review, such legislation hasn't made a dent in deterring criminals. One in five Americans have claimed to have had a package stolen from outside their front door. In some jurisdictions now, you can actually have your packages sent to a police department so it's safe. Like in Round Rock, which I guess is in Texas, the police department launches Operation Front Porch every holiday season. During the holiday months, residents can opt to get their packages delivered to the police department. So, you know, if you live in a bad neighborhood, check to see if there are options like that. See? DV being helpful. All right, final story we have for you today. A Kansas man has been sentenced to five years and nine months in prison after pleading guilty to one count of wire fraud connected to performing an illegal autopsy. Wait, what? This guy is going around performing illegal autopsies, and the only thing they were able to charge him with was wire fraud? Meanwhile, it's a felony in Texas to steal a package off a porch. Sean Lynn Parcells, 42, of Topeka, used his business, National Autopsy Services, LLC, to obtain fees from more than 350 clients 
for a total amount of $1,166,000. Okay, in many cases, the defendant failed to provide an authentic, completed report. Oh, so he just fudged autopsy reports? I guess in, like, most cases, it doesn't really matter how they died. Look, the person's dead. Heart attack, stroke, slip down the stairs. Does it really fucking matter? Stop wasting my time. We'll just say natural causes. He probably had a form letter he filled out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Autopsy came back fine. I got to be honest with you. If I was someone who performed this, I would probably get a little lazy, too. In the case he pled guilty to in May, Parcells used false credentials to convince a client he was qualified to conduct an autopsy. I'm sorry. His company is like National Autopsy LLC, and he's not supposed to be performing autopsies. That's an interesting twist. He shouldn't be performing them. He doesn't know how to perform them. And to top it all off, he would just send off letters saying, all right, I did it. Dead body looks good. Thanks. Parcells received $5,000 and gave the client an emailed copy of a final report that appeared to be written by Parcells, but no pathologist took part in the exam or the report. Parcells garnered national media attention after assisting in an autopsy commissioned by the family of Michael Brown, the young black man fatally shot by a Ferguson, Missouri police officer in 2014. Parcells in 2014 told CNN that he sometimes performed autopsy procedures without a physician present and said that it was legal as long as he's under a doctor's supervision and the doctor signs off on the report. That just sounds sketchy, doesn't it? At the time, Parcells didn't claim to have any specific license or certification to do the work he did. He said he knew how to do autopsies from on-the-job training. Sir, you work at an office, Max. No, apparently he said he watched pathologists and assisted them at various morgues. Marcells told CNN he had sometimes been paid for this work and sometimes he wasn't paid. Sometimes it's just for fun, you know. I guess I don't know enough about uh, people who perform autopsies. Like, uh, I feel like there there should be some sort of certification or licensing. A Kansas County District Judge in August banned Parcells permanently from doing business and ordered him to pay more than $250,000 in restitution related to uh, providing unlawful autopsy services. According to the Kansas Attorney General's office, quote, he is required to comply with all Kansas statutes that regulate any profession and is prohibited from using any titles or initials that include professions in the healing arts or any other profession for which he is not educated certified or qualified yeah i still can't figure out how he was able to do this for so long and like high profile cases like michael brown you can just really scam your way into any profession if you're a good enough bullshitter i guess well there you go that my friends is your distorted news for wednesday let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here Alrighty, I love to hear from you freaks, and there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash distortedview show, yada yada yada. Oh, don't forget to uh, subscribe to our newish YouTube channel. There's a link on the main navigation bar. Haven't been too active the last few months, but you know, it's the summertime. I take off this for the summer when I do videos. You know that? That's just something I made up right now. We'll get back to doing videos. Uh, But yeah, there's also a link to the Discord on the main navigation bar, uh, which is a great way to chat with other freaks. Um, It is where the DV community really lives. So make sure to uh, join that. All right, let's check in with a few listeners here. Gabby, um, I was waiting for somebody or even you to bring it up in regards to um, your mom not eating hot dogs. All I can (laughs) 
picture in my head is that one, um, gosh, it was like the 70s or the 60s where that woman was like tripping nuts and she went to eat the hot dog. <laughs> oh yeah, she's like on LSD or whatever. And uh, she thinks the hot dog's talking to her. Classic DV clip. And it started screaming at her and she's like, yeah. do you hear that? Do you hear this screaming? Yeah, the hot dog doesn't want her to eat him because he's got a wife and kids at home. The hot dog. We'll play that at the end of the show. God, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it's oh. like really trippy. Yeah, and- like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> when she's like, the hot dog talked to me, and it goes, wah, 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 <laughs> the music. You know, maybe your mom doesn't like hot dogs because... They're always screaming at her. I should play her that and see what she thinks about it. All right. uh, Thank you very much. Yeah, I'll play that at the end of the program today. Hey, Timmy Boo. Edgelord Trash here. Uh, Just calling in with a question. Uh, When will you be starting your program of euthanizing the elderly? Well, you know, I've been advocating this since uh, my mid-20s, and uh, we're getting to the point now where uh, I'm a little concerned because if uh, my program was put into play, put into action, I'd be offing myself in not too long because I'm getting up there in age. Because I swear to God, if there's one more fucking old bitch that turns (laughs) in front of my car and almost causes a collision... I'm going to fucking... <laughs> Do you live in Cincinnati, by the way? I I swear to God, we've got the worst drivers. Everywhere that I've ever lived, uh, Cincinnati is by far the worst. And every, like, I'd say about every mm, 30 cars or so reeks of pot. Like, it's just, like, pouring out of their car, like skunky-ass pot. <laughs> Everyone is high, just high, looking at their phones, not paying any attention. Hey, crazy. Pimp, Daddy Comet calling up. Uh, your suggestion, I went to beta.open.openai.com slash playground. Oh, yeah. Yesterday on the sideshow, it was so much fun. Uh, we had AI uh, create a, a whole Sextastic Tuesday story. And it actually, for the most part, made sense. Now, uh, like I mentioned, uh, we tried this before back in, like, I don't know, 2010 or 2011, where we fed this neural net a bunch of uh, erotic stories and then we had it try to generate one and it didn't really make any sense i mean it produced some funny lines but by and large the story was gibberish now though oh my god ai has made uh, huge leaps again uh, I-, I said that i think we're about 75 to 80 percent of the way there the story starred me as a podcaster, the way the system works is you write a few sentences, you get the AIs, you know, started up, and I tried to make it erotic, right? So the the AI would know that I'm looking for a triple X story. So for in the story, for some reason, as a podcaster, I'm interviewing a uh, chicken farmer because I only eat farm fresh eggs or some bullshit. Then the story, the AI kicks into high gear and it becomes like this dark fantasy where there's chicken people. And I have to fuck the queen of chickens. And then we go to war with the chicken people. And I have to uh, convince uh, the dog people. Another another faction, right? I have to convince them to uh, join us, become allies. And I end up fucking wolves or huskies or something. It's a a story Jonathan Nyhouse would love. If you want to hear that, uh, check out yesterday's Sideshow exclusive episode. And I decided to feed the prompt. And the prompt I picked was, write a song about the beverage sweet tea. Oh, but here is the AI-written competitor to Mead's best song, or at least what he thinks is his best song. 
Oh, sweet tea, how I love thee, I could drink thee all day long. With thy sugar and thy ice, thou art the perfect summertime drink. I remember when I was a child, my grandma would make a big pitcher, and we would all gather round for a glass for homemade sweet tea. Nowadays, I still crave that sweet taste, but I have to make it myself. It's just not the same without her, but I'll never forget those times. Sweet tea, sweet tea, I'll never forget thee. Though I'll now live far away, I'll always think of thee. And how thy sugar and thy ice would make the perfect summertime drink. So that's what AI generated. And again, it's probably not the best song, but it makes sense. On uh, yesterday's program, I also had uh, AI try to write uh, a news of the weird story, like a DV-worthy story featuring Florida Man, and it did not disappoint. I think Florida Man was uh, masturbating in a grocery store, and he fucked an alligator or something. Like, it just it totally made sense. It was, it was on brand for Florida Man. I was quite impressed with that technology, I gotta say. All right, uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. Why don't you guys email me? Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, it's an oh, God. Uh, mm. High meat is delicious. Spread mm. the distortion STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. Uh, tomorrow's episode is going to be Sideshow exclusive, so if you want to hear it, you got to sign up. Otherwise, I'll see you back on Friday. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody! Put the hot dog up to my mouth and somebody started screaming and I looked down at the hot dog and there was a face on him eyes nose a mouth and he started telling me that I couldn't eat him and he had a wife and seven kids at home to support and I stood there with his hot dog and asked Terry do you know this hot dog is talking to me this has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.